0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy author of epic fantasy romance here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, so good. Today is say it with me Friday woo 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 July 8th. Exciting day here in the Kennedy household because I am getting my new fountain installed ding ding. ding. Um, uh, it is uh, they're coming at 9. I don't know why I say it this way. I I do know why I I am um it feels fraught to me and in a ridiculous way. Uh, considering that this is something that I have wanted for 10 years and saved up my money for and is uh, an expensive addition but also value add to the landscape. So when I when I start feeling like this is a a, a silly thing to spend money on David reassures me he says that I always have. Uh, it's very sweet to me. He says that I have really good taste and that I'm always very good about adding stuff that improves the value. Plus it will make us happy. It um, feels a little fraught in that. I don't know they've I was talking to my friend Kelly about this. Uh, she's in town for one more day and I talked to David about it. Um, you know, there's just like all of this stuff about can we get the equipment into the spot and you know like I put down the deposit on this six weeks ago and it's been kind of a pain to get them to come and actually install the thing and um I don't know they're just kind of cantankerous about can they get to the spot you know and I did the call before you dig stuff. We did the measuring you know it it all should be fine but um. I think I'm doing the thing where and I I hate that this bothers me but I don't want to deal with the it's kind of like the construction guys thing you know that I don't want to deal with the look here little lady attitude and I've like been pre-stressing about it why do I care if they try to pull this shit on me I don't know Um, and Kelly pointed out that's really not good customer service that I'm feeling this way and she's absolutely right and David says he'll handle it for me because he does speak construction guy. Um, so hopefully cross your fingers for me that it's um, I want this. I wish it could be just fun and not uh, stressful it maybe it will be it. It could be that I'm totally overthinking this which it would not be the first time right? So um, yeah I'll be happy when it's in. I just want it there want it to be done. Um, maybe if I were more of more naturally inclined to be a diva it, it would be better you know where I could just be like. I can put it where I want it be the princess they imagine me to be. Um, again I'm overthinking so. <coughs> it's interesting because um, been thinking more about you know how much tail sniffing there is in the industry and that's what I call it and and it was kind of amusing. Uh, I I used that phrase recently with somebody and they thought that I was like. They're like that's such a great way to put it. And that's I've been calling it that since the very very beginning and my friend and I came up with it when we were um, newbie newbie writers and we would go to these writing events in our small town of Laramie Wyoming and and everybody there I mean a lot of people already knew each other but the people who didn't know each other would all of the conversations would be like what do you write and uh, where have you been published and 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 you have to do that you have to like draw your mouth down and talk like that. Um, and we started calling it tail sniffing because it was like when the writers would first meet each other they all did go around sniffing each other's butts to figure out who's the most alpha (laughs) and and it persists to this day and and I see it happen. It's changed right since then because that was the early 90s and self-publishing was not a thing I think when we first started I remember when I was in a crit group that came after this and I remember one of the gals telling us about the fabulous new website called Amazon where you could buy any book you wanted. Uh, so not only was self publishing not really a thing unless somebody like I don't know went to kinko's and ran off a hundred copies of their book and tried to get people to buy it. <coughs> but, you know, it was um very there wasn't even really much in the way of digital reading yet. It was um, you know, bookstores was where it was at. And it was all print and newsstands. And now A lot of the tail sniffing involves you know like are you traditionally published are you self published and and there are people in I think romance doesn't do this as much. There are people in the science fiction and fantasy community that are heavily invested in being the curators of what is real science fiction and fantasy what is good science fiction and fantasy what is not good what is vetted who's important who is not you know and maybe this is a people are going to people thing uh, and there's a whole lot of the like the awards community is really invested in deciding who gets the awards who should be lauded and in some ways it's a response to the fact that some books are very popular with readers and others are not but there's um there's this dichotomy between the books that are popularly read and the books that are considered award-worthy and and there is a Venn diagram overlap of books that are award worthy and that are read by many people but it's um, it it, well let me sorry I'm I'm thinking as I speak which is never a good thing. Um, there's also you know like the that there's still the idea that if you're traditionally published. That your books are inherently better and it's very difficult to get people to read and nominate self-published books for awards unless those awards are specifically for indie books and so like with nebula awards we have discussed creating an award care category for self-published books but there's also a a feeling of like of ghettoizing self publishing that way right that separating you separate it out. Um, and I've considered pushing for it and then I can't decide if I really care that much because in some ways uh, I could get in trouble for saying that I'm not going to say it. Well, I'll say this that um. do awards contribute to sales is the eternal question and I have been interviewed on this topic before because when the pages of the mind won the Rita award people asked me if I thought that made a difference to the book sales and the thing is is I think it made a difference yes. Um, there was a lot of promo that that book got because of that and a lot of people are aware of that book. I see it brought up frequently maybe not more than other books but definitely a lot of people read it for that reason. Um, it's not my highest earning book and there are many people who will say that that is the that is the only marker that matters right? That's the only part that matters is whether or not you spend spend the money whether or not the book earns the money and if you're making a living as a writer. (coughs) That is the bottom line. I mean you do care most in a way about which ones are going to you know keep the lights on and pay the mortgage and one of the things that happens a whole lot in the indie circles and with the self publishing writers is that they will become to some extent, extremely focused on money, uh, some of them being so intent on marketing and earning money that they say that they don't care about anything else. Some of them even don't care about like craft and that sort of thing, you know, with the whole idea of the minimum viable product and that's a a subset for sure you know so it's like um but sometimes I think we comfort ourselves with that because I was uh, in a conversation with someone who I think regards me as an upstart as not a real fantasy writer and I've talked about this before that um there's a a section of the uh, science fiction and fantasy writing community who believes that I do not write fantasy because there's romance in it which in which the romance is the antimatter that cancels out all of the fantasy and even some of my friends sometimes who are more on the literary fantasy side of things um will suggest that I write you know oh well you could write a book more like this it's like yes but I don't want to and I think that. And I, and I feel it in myself. Like when I am with this person who kind of considers me an upside upstart and not a real fantasy writer, I think to myself, well, yes, but I'm making more money than he is, um, which I happen to know <laughs> that I make more money from my writing than he does, uh, despite his storied career. And it is a comfort to me because it's like, yes, but I have a. I don't know a marketable product, right? So we tell ourselves these things, you know, to uh, I I don't know balance out the various aspects of success. Uh, I have a friend who talked about you know like that we have different goalposts. So short fiction writers tend to get very caught up in being published in particular publications because it confers a certain honor. Uh, But it's also very very difficult to make a living as a writer of short fiction uh, because you just can't you can't make the money at it right? Not enough not consistently um, so then people those people will comfort themselves with well I may not be making as much money as x but I get these awards and I have this reputation my contribution to the canon. And if you're um, very good you can get your short fiction put together into a collection and sell the collection. So I'm not sure how I got on this or exactly where I'm going with it. It's I think this is tied in with the in my head with the dealing with the construction guys and dealing with the um, self-appointed curators of the genre in that they they both want and maybe it's not fair to say that they want this but they both operate by keeping me off balance um, or attempting to keep me off balance right to so that I will think that their opinion what they want is more important than what I want. Uh, you know and I come back to that line uh, from by Eleanor Roosevelt which I think is really important where she says no one can make you feel inferior without your permission and and I do think that that is critical and it's it can be very difficult in the moment because people who throw their weight around in this way. And and I should qualify that like the construction guy who's coming I think is the owner of the business I don't really know because it was a woman who sold me the fountain and she just refers to John and it's just kind of funny how they run the business and she says well John says and well John will. And it's like so who who is John John has gained this sort of semi mythical status in my head. Right? And she's very concerned from the very beginning. She's been very concerned about John being upset and so maybe that's like transferred to me. It's like oh well we don't want to upset John um, the other thing I know I'm circling between these two topics it's part of the brand here at first cup of coffee. I did ask them to come out and look at the site. I said when you know I work from home I'm here all the time. You know somebody's out in our neighborhood stop by and look and see what you think and she said oh no no that won't be necessary. John doesn't need to do that. Well, we'll see what John thinks when John gets here. Uh which is better for me to have that snarky attitude. Um, so yeah, there's this. Uh, I can't be made to feel like my books are less important than someone else's books unless I agree to that um, but you know it can be difficult sometimes where you know it's um, the self-appointed curators rely very heavily on getting us to believe that their opinion is correct and valid and important and do we think that I don't know Uh, this particular person I've read some of their work and it's not the kind of fantasy I like and I could um, I could go into why I don't like it but I feel like that's unfair. It's not my not my cup of tea but and I could even go so far as to say that I think it's not good but that's me right? That's my opinion. It's um, oops hang on (coughs) got something in my eye there. It's um, it's all the various kinds of gatekeeping and one way that people reassure themselves that what they're writing is good and valid and worthy of respect is to find other stuff that they say is not as good and I think it's hard when you've been a writer for a long time too and you see the industry changing you see other stuff becoming important uh, to people for whatever reason and you're throwing out there well but this is why the old school thing is better. This is why this is the gold standard and these whippersnappers today don't know what they're doing. So I know this is something I circle a lot. Maybe it's something that um, I don't know is it me? Maybe it's just me Uh, or maybe it's a maybe it's a human thing you know where you're always kind of looking at I don't know maybe we're always tail sniffing right who's who's got the um who's got the sexiest anal glands this week to uh, extend the analogy rather uncomfortably. So I'm almost out of time so I won't go into I should make a note though because I do want to talk about uh, about some recent cases cases of plagiarism by very highfalutin authors and I think that this is related because I think that um, sometimes authors who have a certain reputation to maintain end up like borrowing generously from other work in order to sustain that I don't know prestige prestige is, is a thing right? You can't put dollars on it but having prestige does help sell books. Um, it's an interesting thing right? So all right well I'm going to go and work on writing and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you all on Monday you all take care bye bye.